0: If you weren't with us last week, it was just an amazing time with God. It truly was. We started our new But God series, and we talked about we wander, but God finds us. We talked about the parable of the lost coin, how Jesus is obsessed over lost things. We talked about the parable of the lost sheep. We talked about Hosea getting married to a prostitute in the Old Testament, and how as she wandered, God said, go pay the price to bring her back. And how we have to remember Jesus paid the price to find us. And so that was really the capsule of last week's message. If you want to hear it all, it's on the, it's on the website. RiceCommunityChurch.com forward slash listen. And you can hear last week's message. It was really a fun time. And, and next week we're going to talk about how we're bound, but God sets us free. And then we're going to go on and say we don't have enough, but God provides. There are a lot of places in the Bible you read, but God. David, running up to Goliath. He was told he was too small. He told he was, wasn't good enough. But with God, he conquered a giant. Moses comes up to the Red Sea. Can't go any further. Egyptians chasing him. But God, part of the Red Sea. And so the but God moments in our life, when we really truly look at it, are, are a time of excitement. They're not a time of being scared. Because, when, again, when we trust God and take that step of faith, even though we don't know what's going to happen, God can show up. When we try to do it under our own power and we try to do things, we're saying, God, I got this. And we keep him at arm's length and don't let him do what only he can do. And so, we're going to take some steps of faith over this. We're going to take some steps of just craziness as we keep going through this. But this morning, I want you to understand there's one thing we all have in common. It doesn't matter the color of your skin, where you were raised, how old you are, or anything else. The common thread that we all deal with is we all have pain. We all are wounded, we all have been wounded. We all have gone through things. How many of you guys have ever got angry with a friend who talked behind your back when you didn't ever think they would? How many of you guys have ever got upset at work because somebody did something that you didn't think they should? And your boss took it out on you. How many of you guys have ever, as I read in his book, in Herbert Cooper's book, have ever been sexually abused? At 13 years old, he was sexually abused by an aunt. Statistics are getting worse and worse with those on abuse. And so there are a lot of people out there who are wounded. Obviously, that was from Forrest Gump. Obviously, if you've ever seen the movie, her life she lived out that pain daily running. And so the question you have to ask yourself this morning is with those wounds that you thought you could never forgive, have you run out of rocks yet? Rocks in some case don't mean physical rocks. You can go ahead and turn that on if you want, the light on. They don't mean physical rocks. It may be you started drinking with your friends and you started burying the pain that way. It may be you started cheating on your spouse because of a pain that you've held on to. Unforgiveness is one of the most destructive things the enemy can use for, against us. And until we run out of rocks, until we run out of excuses to not forgive people, we have to deal with the pain somehow. Somehow. Because the problem with unforgiveness is it's a wound that never heals as long as you keep picking at it. As long as you continue to let someone else have control over your life by not forgiving them. Because forgiveness is not about the other person, it's about you. Forgiveness is between me and God. Me forgiving the other person is me and him. It's not about me and the other person. And I'm going to talk really quickly this morning about three misconceptions about forgiveness. But we have to understand that Jesus taught a lot on forgiveness. And in Matthew 6, 12, it starts off with this. In the Lord's Prayer, he says, And forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others of their sins, your Father will not forgive you. Forgiveness is a two-way street. If I don't forgive others, God can't forgive me. I'm keeping God at arm's length. Because he says right in his word, if you can't forgive others, how can I give you the healing you need? Because you're hanging on to something. You're scratching that wound. You're constantly picking the scab off. You're constantly hurting yourself. The trouble with deep hurts and deep wounds is... They can't be healed by being angry. They can't be healed by showing bitterness. They can't be healed by taking it out on someone else. Herbert Cooper says it this way. He made a statement in his book. He said, Unforgiveness is like setting yourself on fire and then hoping the other person dies of smoke inhalation. Think about that. Unforgiveness hurts us more than it hurts the other person. It's keeping us wounded so God can't heal us. And the the infection that comes in with unforgiveness is hate. It's bitterness. It's a life that we, we look through with glasses that we were never meant to wear. We put up walls, as I've said before thinking we're protecting ourselves, and we're truly stopping the healing from happening so our true self can get out. So as long as we hang on to unforgiveness, we can't fully be healed by God. The three misunderstandings I want to talk about this morning are the first one is forgiving minimizes what happened to you. If I forgive them, I'm saying what happened to me is no big deal. Well, again, I didn't go through what Herbert Cooper went through being abused at 13 years old by an aunt. I didn't go through that sexual abuse, but there are a lot of people out there today who have, who can understand that deep wound and how how can I forgive them, God? I can't forgive them because it minimizes the fact that I've been wounded. It minimizes the fact that I've been hurt. Psalm seven three says, He heals. It says... God heals the brokenhearted and he bandages their wounds when we can forgive the other person it doesn't minimize the hurt you've gone through but as we said before if I step on a nail and I pull my foot off that nail it hurts but as it heals that pain becomes less And so when we can let go of forgiveness, it doesn't minimize the fact I stepped on a nail. It minimizes the fact that I don't have to keep my foot on the board. And unforgiveness keeps the nail in your foot. That's good. Somebody should write that down or tweet it. Unforgiveness keeps the pain. It's not about minimizing it. Forgiveness, as I said, is not about them or about what happened. It's about your relationship with the Father. Because He says, if you forgive them, then I can heal your wounds. Who doesn't want to be healed? Who doesn't want those wounds feeling better? God knows we're broken, He knows we're hurting. He knows the pain we've gone through. And if you think about Jesus on the cross, what was the last thing he did? He prayed for them. Stephen, as he's getting stoned, what does he do? Father, forgive them. All of of the martyrs, all the history of Christianity, when you look at it, the greatest thing they did was pray for the people who were persecuting them. They forgave them. Because they knew, in forgiveness, I can truly show the love of Christ. And that brings us to the second misconception about forgiveness. Forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. Let me say it one more time. Just because you forgive someone does not mean you have to reconcile with them. Reconciliation is an outward thing. Forgiveness is an inward thing. The Bible talks a lot about it. In Psalm 26, 4, David says, I do not spend time with liars or go along with hypocrites. I hate the gatherings of those who do evil, and I refuse to join in the wicked. So does that sound like David was going to hang out with people who hurt him just because he forgave them? No. God says run from them in other places in Scripture. So just because you forgive somebody does not mean you become best friends with them again. As Herbert Cooper talked about in his book, and I'm using a lot of his story today, because it had such an impact, he forgave the woman who sexually abused him. And through that, he experienced a lot of healing. But he made a point of understanding that he doesn't call her every week and is not inviting her over to watch his kids. Because when you step into something that could be dangerous, you're putting yourself at risk. Just because one person has been asks for forgiveness doesn't mean the other person is in that same place. And so you don't want to put yourself into that place where you could be injured. We have to remember when we hang on to unforgiveness, more than hurting the other person, we're letting the other person control us. And so forgiveness says, I forgive you for what you do to me. I'm still going to keep you at arm's length because I still don't trust you. But I'm going to keep me safe and now me and God can work. Because if I don't forgive them, me and God have a hindrance in our connection. And so I forgive them. And so it really releases me from it. Now if they want to accept the forgiveness that's totally up to them. I've done that. I don't know if any of you guys have ever done that. forgiving somebody and they just didn't want it. Well I don't know what you're asking for forgiveness for. And ask if you knew why I was. I'm just saying, hey, dude, this is what happened. It hurt. This is, this is how it made me feel. And I just want to forgive you. And I've asked for forgiveness from people and they haven't wanted to give it. And that's fine. But once it's off my plate, I don't care. Because now me and God can have the connection. That person's not going to save me. God is. And so I forgive those who don't think, who, I never thought I'd be able to. And that brings us to a third point. Is the third misconception is you think you can't forgive somebody because the hurt was too deep. What they did was too much. There's anger, there's bitterness, there's hate toward that person. You you know it and you say it all the time. I just can't forgive them. I just can't do it. It's just not gonna happen. I can't forget what they did. Your probably right you can't psalm 73:26 says this my flesh and my heart may fail but god is the strength of my heart and my portion forever so you may not be able to forgive him on your own and you're right you can't but with god you can and so when you spend time with God, He can teach you how to do it. And some of you this morning may be thinking that in your mind. There are things that have happened with people that I just can't forgive, but God says we can. Because total healing comes when we can forgive. That old, another saying that's a pet peeve of mine. This time heals all wounds. No, it don't. It just doesn't. All time does is let that wound fester if it's unforgiveness. It lets it get gangrenous. It lets it infect other parts of your body. It lets it become anger. It lets it become bitterness. Time will not heal all the, all wounds. And here's what I want you to understand this morning if you think it's just going to take more time for you to forgive somebody. You don't need more time. You need more of God. That was a hard statement for me to swallow as I wrote it down. I don't need more time to forgive somebody. I need more of God in my life. And when I come to that, I can say, God help me forgive them. Psalm 24, 1 and 2 says, Do not envy evil people or desire their company. Their hearts plot violence and their words always stir up trouble. The last verse we're going to look at this morning is Colossians 3.13 <laughs> where Paul says, Make allowance for other, each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Anyone. That pretty much encompasses everybody. Remember, and this is why. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. This is a very hard message and freeing message at the same time. Because I want more of God So I have to be willing to forgive more. There's three keys that I want to go through just to end up this morning before we go to communion. To help us forgive. And the first one is the word. You want to learn how to forgive people or be able to forgive people, get into God's word. And start reading stories and story and story after story of God's forgiveness for us. The word is called the living word. God's word, the Bible, is called the living word because it's alive. It's the only book that penetrates the heart. It's the only book that can transform us. And it's the only book that can heal its people. And you are his people. So accept his healing today. Understand that when you get into the word, he will talk to you. The second one, is prayer. You start reading the word and then you start praying God's word back to him. God, I can't forgive this person for doing this to me, but with your help, God, I can. So give me the strength through your Holy Spirit to forgive this person so I can be released of this pain and I can step into your healing. Spending time with God and talking to him it takes our brokenness, it takes our wounds, it takes our hurts so that we can forgive. Now, as we talked before, healing isn't always easy. And when you break a bone, it hurts. But studies have shown when a bone heals set correctly, it is stronger than it was initially. So think about your wounds that way. God could use the very wound that you can't forgive today to reach somebody to help them through a forgiveness cycle because you let God use you. You all have stories. Share your stories, share the wounds God's given you. Chicks dig scars. Little movie reference there for you people. The last thing, the last step in understanding forgiveness is praise. I wrote a statement on the bottom of my page. Sometimes you have to praise through until you get a breakthrough. Sometimes you have to praise when you don't feel like it until God shows up. Psalm 95, 1 and 2, again, it says, we enter his gates with thanksgiving, we enter his courts with praise. When we step into the kingdom of God and we step into his presence, it's all about praise. Praise, some people talk about praise being the pathway to the kingdom concepts. When we can praise God through the storms, we can have a breakthrough, the storms. And so that's why those three things are so important to understand, to give forgiveness. And this morning as we come to communion, it's really that thought process of healing the wounded that Jesus took. Remember, it says, by his wounds we are healed. Doesn't say by our wounds. So we need to get rid of our wounds. We need to have our wounds healed by his wounds. We need to understand, and we were wandering last week, God paid the price with his son to die on a cross so we could have life. This morning, we have to understand, Isaiah 53 says, by his stripes we are healed. By what he did, we are healed, not by anything we do or have done. And so to receive his forgiveness this morning, it's all about letting go of that unforgiveness and forgiving anyone, as scripture says, who offends us. Rod Loy in a leadership podcast said, when you become a leader and a follower of Jesus, you give up your right to be offended about anything. That is hard just to let you guys know. I give up the rights to what I want to have more of Jesus because what Jesus wants for me is better than what I want. It's just the way it is. And so this morning, as we get ready to take communion, I'm going to have, I'll just open it up and you guys can come up and get communion. If you have any wounds this morning that haven't healed, if you have unforgiveness that you haven't dealt with, take a moment before you come up here this morning to ask God to help you forgive if you can't. If there's a pain going on in your heart, and you feel a tug of Jesus on your heart this morning, understand he has a plan for your life of total healing. But we have to let go of the things that hinder God. We have to let go of ourselves. One of the biggest, and this just came in, one of the biggest hindrances to unforgiveness is pride. The sad part of pride is it's normally grown in a wound of some pain. So if this morning, God is you're hearing God talk to you about something, don't rush up here to take communion communion is important for remembering what Jesus did but the greater importance this morning is that you get healed of the wounds that you have and that thought of that wound of the pain and how I have to become unapproachable at points and never be wrong about anything is rooted in insecurity of pain probably from childhood of where you always tried to earn approval of other people. And so God, this morning we ask you to step in. God, we ask you to do what you need to do in each one of us individually to help heal the wounds that we have. Maybe the wounds that we didn't even know we had, God. Holy Spirit, just bring them to light this morning so that we can start stepping out in a fresh anointing of who you are.